Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The call to post means it's time for Off to the Races on the Racing Biz Radio Network. We're talking thoroughbred racing and breeding from Virginia, around the Mid-Atlantic, and across the country. Off to the Races is powered by The Racing Biz, the independent voice for Mid-Atlantic racing and breeding. Find them at www.theracingbiz.com. Now here's your host with Off to the Races on The Racing Biz Radio Network. Hey, good morning, everybody, and happy Saturday to you. My name's Frank Vespi. I'm going to be your host here for the next hour as we talk thoroughbred racing and breeding from Virginia across the Mid-Atlantic and around the country. It's Saturday, March 7th, time flying, and it is show number three of 2020. We're excited to be on the air. 2020, our 21st year of Off to the Races. That's a lot of years we're going to be on the air from now and through through the last Saturday in August. So we got plenty of stuff we're going to be talking about over the next several months and plenty of stuff to talk about today. We got a great show lined up today. We got some news to do, got some great guests, Derby Bill, Nick Hahn. So a lot of things happening here on Off to the Races here today. March 7th, thanks for spending a little bit of your Saturday with us here on Off to the Races. Today's show is powered by The Racing Biz. Check us out online, www.theracingbiz.com. Get our free mobile app for your Apple or Android devices. And, of course, you can always find us on social media. We're on Instagram, Flickr, Twitter, Facebook, all over the place. We are at The Racing Biz and always happy to hear from folks on social media at The Racing Biz. Today's episode of Off to the Races is presented by the Virginia Thoroughbred Association, the Virginia Equine Alliance. They're helping to make Virginia racing history. Learn more about what they are up to and what they're doing for thoroughbred and harness racing in Virginia and and uh, steeplechase as well, all kinds of stuff. Learn more about that at virginiahorseracing.com, virginiahorseracing.com for our friends at the VTA and the VEA. Take a quick look back at the week that was last weekend's key stateside action was at Gulfstream Park. We're going to focus on the three-year-olds out of that day of racing in South Florida. And one horse who took a big step on the Triple Crown Trail with a smashing win in the Fountain of Youth was Ete Indian. Ette Indian and Florent Drew into the short stretch on top. Long shot Master Day cuts the corner to try to get a slice. Shotsky down the center with As Seen on TV. Inside the final 16th of the phasing Tipton Fountain of Youth, and it's all about Biancone. It's all about Ette Indian, who wins stylishly by six or seven. There's four across the course for second. Candy Kai. Third win from five career starts for Ette Indian. He was a $269,000 auction purchase. He's owned by a whole bunch of people. You don't need to worry about it right now. You'll find out all about him as we go forward on the Derby Trail. If he continues on it, although one of his owners is also the trainer, Pete Aiello just mentioned his name, that's Patrick Biancone. Biancone's a name you may recall from 
years past, he had Lionheart on the Triple Crown Trail a bunch of years ago. He had All Along, I believe. He had some good horses. He's been kind of under the radar because in 2007, he was found to have snake venom in his barn and was suspended for most of a year. So he's been kind of under the radar since then, but he's making a big splash this year. This horse, Ete India, now number one on the Derby Points leaderboard with 54 points. That almost certainly guarantees him a spot in the starting gate in Louisville in May. He also has Sole Volante, who won the Sam F. Davis Stakes at Tampa in February. He's got 10 Derby points. He's also in the top 20 at the moment. Under Jackie Florent Giroux, Ete Indian breaking from the far outside, just gunned to the lead, never looked back, winning by eight in 143.02 for a mile on a 16th. That win also flattered Tis the Law. Tis the Law trained by uh, Barkley Tag overhauled Ete Indian to win the Holy Bull by three lengths when they met at the beginning of February. Tis the Law now fifth on the Derby leaderboard with 22 points. Let's turn our attention now to the grassy set. The grade three Palm Beach was on the Fountain of Youth under card that is a race that has historically provided runners and could do so again for the virginia derby that's coming up later this summer one of those rainer runners might just be the winner that was vitology on the outside, Famish toward the inside, Vitology. Castellano sets Vitology down for the drive. He leads by a length and a half with an eighth of a mile more to get. Tiesto lifting up on the outside. Long shot, Sassy but Smart is up the inside. In deep stretch, Vitology has the lead, and the Palm Beach goes to Vitology. Tiesto was second, South Bend up third, Sassy but Smart fourth, then Famish to complete the high five. Under Javier Castellano, Vitology bided his time off a long shot winner, or leader rather, took over after three quarters of a mile, had plenty left to hold off the late runners to win by a length and 141.86 for a mile on a 16th. He's a son of no, nay, never, and he was bred in Great Britain. He's now won two of five starts. This is first stakes win. He was $135,000 auction purchase as a two-year-old in training. Now has earned $173,000. He's trained by Brendan Walsh for Cutter Racing Limited, Mark DeTample, and Bottle Rocket Stable. No highlights for this one, but in case you were wondering, I groused about the Saudi Cup last weekend. I won't do it again, but Maximum Security took the Saudi Cup last weekend, overhauling a tiring Mucho Gusto and then just holding off the mayor of Midnight Bisu to win the world's richest horse race. We are up against our first break on today's episode. Got a great show lined up. Very excited for today's show. Of course, Derby Bill Watts and Nick Hahn will be on a little bit later. We also have, also later in the hour, trainer Jerry O'Dwyer. You're going to want to check that out. He's got Shotsky on the Derby Trail and choosing an interesting path for a runner who is... Uh, is based in Maryland. So that should be interesting. But right after the break, we're going to have a quick visit for a Virginia moment from Daryl Wood and then a chat with the Pennsylvania Equine Coalition's Pete Peterson. You're listening to Off to the Races Radio, and we'll be right back. If you look around your neighborhood this spring, you'll notice something happening. The lawns are greener, thicker, healthier, and, well, just more beautiful. And that's thanks to the local expertise of Virginia Green Lawn Care. With over 100 licensed, certified technicians, and one dog. At Virginia Green, we respect the lawn with programs backed by science and over 15 years of experience. Get your free estimate now at virginiagreen.com and soon your yard will be Virginia Green and your neighbors even greener with envy. You don't have to wait for amazing deals on a new floor. Get spring Black Friday deals right now at Lumber Liquidators Flooring. This week, 
Save up to 35% on gorgeous hardwood and waterproof final floors. Plus, we can arrange for installation by professional independent contractors. And the special financing? You can get started today. These are the floors homes are built on. Lumber Liquidators Flooring. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company helps you customize your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Unlike things you paid for you didn't need, like that much-needed 125-inch flat-screen TV. It's hurting my eyes a lot. For your 100-square-foot bedroom. My neck isn't so much stiff as it's completely stuck. With Liberty Mutual, get customized home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Uh-oh, I'm seeing color splotches. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Here in the RVA, we love our barbecue. That doesn't mean frozen, processed, or pre-cooked but real, authentic barbecue. And that's what Buzz and Ned's delivers every day. Buzz cooks with fresh-cut hickory locks that produces meat so moist and tender it melts in your mouth with a sweet tangy sauce that lingers all day. Don't settle when it comes to Southern barbecue. Make your next stop Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue. Satisfying food lovers since 1992. At the Original Mattress Factory, we believe that selecting your new mattress is a decision that's too important to rush. You should only purchase a mattress when you're ready, and you are assured you got the best value. That's why we offer our lowest and best price to everyone, every day. You don't have to wait for a holiday weekend, haggle with a sales associate, or face the pressure of a today-only sale. You can take your time and make a choice that is right for you, knowing that you'll always get our best price. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't just have a low-pressure sales approach, we have a no-pressure sales approach. At OMF, you'll never feel pressure to buy when you're not ready. You can feel free to shop around, test out our mattresses as many times as you need to, and quiz our team on anything about the mattress industry. We're here to help make your mattress buying experience better, not pressure you into a purchase you're not ready to make. Stop by an OMF store today to experience the no-pressure Original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. Hey, this is Tugach. Join me weekdays, 10 to 1, on the Dan Levitard Show, now on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Welcome back, everybody. Off to the races radio, talking thoroughbred racing and breeding from here, there, and everywhere on a sunny, but I guess cool Saturday morning. Thanks for taking a little bit of time to join us on the Saturday morning. And speaking of joining us on a Saturday morning, let us bring in Daryl Wood for a Virginia racing and breeding moment. Daryl, what you got? Uh, thank you, Frank. And again, we're still celebrating uh, Derbyville's 60th birthday week. Not day, but week. But uh, <laughs> Just a forward. week this year, not a month? <laughs> You're probably right. Uh, looking forward, <laughs> though, to uh, to the warm weather months and want to take a look at the Colonial Downs uh, racing schedule this summer. Uh, the meet's going to run from July 23rd through August 29th. Total of six weeks, every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at 5.30. And there's going to be a total of 18 days Three key days, though, fans want to mark down on their calendars, though, uh, the feature big stakes action. And the first is going to be opening day. Um, instead of running a slate of Virginia bred races on Saturday, opening day, which is Thursday, July 23rd, is going to feature four of them, uh, the Camp Town, Nellie May Cox, Meadow Stable, and Edward Evans Stakes. Uh, Matt Series is a Colonial Downs this year. Five stakes worth $100,000 each. 
that's going to be uh, uh, three weeks later on Saturday, August the 15th. And the Biggie is going to be closing weekend uh, featuring the Virginia Derby, of course, on uh, Saturday, August 29th. Uh, a great undercard as well on Derby Day with the Rosie Stakes, the Kitten's Joy, and the Virginia Oaks. Interestingly, the day before on Friday, it's going to be the second Virginia Bread Day. So uh, you've got a whole weekend then of Virginia Bread action on Friday the 28th, Derby Day on the 29th. So those are the three big days I think fans want to kind of uh, pencil on their calendars uh, for the summer. Yeah, that sounds exciting. Certainly looking forward to all that. We were talking a little bit earlier about the winner of the Palm Beach. The Palm Beach often has produced Virginia Derby starters, so a lot of stuff to look forward to. Daryl, uh, uh, one last question. I'll let you go. There, uh, how are the um, handicapping contests? Off to a good start? It really is, Frank. We had uh, a couple hundred people play at the different sites uh, last week. We've got 10 more rounds to go. So our second round is going to be next Saturday. Fans can look at uh, ColonialDance.com and at the various uh, Facebook pages for updates. But uh, the bottom line is get out to the OTBs of Virginia next Saturday by 3 o'clock, play a free contest, and that uh, could be quite lucrative for, uh, for the good bettors. All right. Sounds good. Daryl Wood, thanks so much. Going to turn our attention. That was a Virginia racing and breeding moment. Going to turn our attention now to Pennsylvania. Keystone State has some issues at the moment, and we're going to be joined by Pete Peterson. He's the executive director of the Pennsylvania Equine Coalition, kind of spearheading the fight against the governor's office. The governor has a proposal that would essentially take about 80 percent of the of the funding that the industry receives from slot machines and alternative gaming and could lead to disastrous results. Pete, welcome to the program. Thanks, Frank. Thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate you making a little time on a Saturday morning to join us here on Off to the Races. So uh, where are we with this proposal? Well, you know, the governor's come in, you know, he, he comes out with his governor proposal or his, his budget proposal each year, and he's really come in recommending take pretty much all the money for um, – purses and breeders incentives that we get from the slot machine play at the racetracks and other uh, casinos in the state. So he's he would really leave nothing in the uh, purse and breeder structure uh, under his proposal. But it is just a proposal. So, um, you know, the legislature has up until June 30th of each year to uh, take action on the budget. Um, sometimes the governor gets some of the things he wants. A lot of times he doesn't get exactly what he wants, uh, more times often than not, because we have a Republican-controlled uh, legislature here. And we, you know, the past couple of weeks, we just went through the um, budget hearing process. So the different heads of different, uh, you know, government agencies go in and kind of get grilled by the House and Senate appropriations committees. And they really let the uh, Secretary of Agriculture and a lot of the other uh, administration representatives have it when they came in there. So the support that we've gotten from the legislature has just been great. Um, and, you know, we've had a lot of people in the industry kind of reaching out to their local state representative and state senator and making them aware that, you know, this has a much bigger impact than you probably realize. Well, now, that's a, a good point. What if, if the governor were to succeed with this proposal and, and take over $200 million away from uh, the industry, and by the industry, we mean all sorts of horse racing, uh, harness and um uh, flat included, what would be the impact on the industry? I think we'd be shut down if it went through. Because, um, you know, his budget has about $237 million 
estimated to go into the fund this year. He wants to take $204 million. There's another $20 million that comes out for kind of other agriculture line items. So that leaves about $13 million. And he's mm-hmm. kind of put that all into um, health care for people who won't have a job anymore. And $3 million for most industry that won't be able to exist because there won't be any purses. So <laughs> it would really be the end of racing in Pennsylvania if this were to go through. Now, uh, let me ask you this, because I, I imagine... I, I imagine you guys have heard this, I mean, from people who are, you know, from perhaps the governor's office or people who think this maybe is a good idea. If the industry is that dependent on hundreds of millions of dollars of state money, does that not suggest that the the industry itself has some issues that it needs to address? Well, I mean, we've part of the issue we've had in Pennsylvania was getting, you know, new people interested in sport. Um, one of the issues we encountered was, you know, the, the track operators up here when they legalized slot machines, they were given an automatic casino license. Um, so a couple of things happened out of that. One, we found as this kind of went on, that they weren't really promoting the racing side of the industry. They were promoting people and driving people to go to the casino and not the racetrack. Mm-hmm. So we set up a marketing uh, and promotion fund, and that's really done well. It's an entity called the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association. And they've been out there, and they've done a great job of kind of building up new interest in the sport. But I guess the larger question is, you know, back in 2004 when the track operators and legislature first got together, we're talking about, you know, legalizing slot machines in the state. Um, the intent was to breathe new life into the industry. That was the whole purpose of the bill. It was called mm-hmm. the Racehorse Industry or the Racehorse Development Act and Gaming Act. So the whole purpose was to boost purses and boost breeders' incentives. And you know, prior to that, you know, and the track operators had provided for the purses out of their um, revenues from parimutuel wagering. Um, so what the, the track operator said is, look, we'll continue to pay out of our revenues pay for purses and breeders incentives. But in addition to the to the um, parimutuel money, we'll put in a portion of our slots money. So that, that's the thing. It's, it, we've always said it, these aren't taxpayer dollars. This is the track agreeing to something in exchange for the industry support for slot machines and legalization. Because mm-hmm. as you increase gaming options, there's more competition. And it's, it kind of, there's only limited money to go around in the, in the gaming world, I guess. Talking with Pete Peterson, excuse me, easy for me to say, Executive Director of the Pennsylvania Equine Coalition. Pete, just two years ago, the governor signed legislation specifically to protect this funding. Why is he trying to raid it now? That's a good question. Um, It's kind of mind-boggling to a lot of us in the industry because, as you said, he signed legislation that put it into a protected trust fund. there's language in that bill that says, you know, these are not funds of the Commonwealth. It made very clear that these aren't taxpayer dollars. And the, the goal was really to give people who wanted to, you know, invest in horse racing a reason to have confidence that the, the purse structure and the, um, the breeders and stamps were, were stable. And it was going to be an ongoing source of funds because, you know, when you're looking to, you know, breed a horse and what state you want to be in, it's a long-term investment. So that was the whole purpose of the trust was to provide some stability and certainty for people who wanted to invest 
in um, you know breeding or, or invest in an enterprise in Pennsylvania, and it's it's been working. We've seen you know increases in numbers of mares bred over the past couple of years. You know, the past three years, it's gone up from like five hundred some to eight hundred some, um, just on the thoroughbred side. That's a significant increase given what we've seen nationally. Um, so the the trust fund language is working for them to turn around and do this now. It it doesn't make any sense and. Um, we're still trying to figure out what his thought process was considering he just put it into a trust two and a half years ago. <laughs> well, it is politics and things don't have to make sense. <laughs> um, now, uh, one question I have for you, Pete, it, it, it feels like, and I'm not in Pennsylvania, I'm you know, a little bit of an outsider on this, but just sort of observing, it feels like the opposition, you guys and, and your allies in this, feels like this has been a more sort of urgent campaign this year. I mean, these proposals, not quite as draconian as this, but these proposals to take some money out of the trust fund came up a lot from, say, about 2010 to 2017 when the trust fund came in. Am I right in feeling like that there is kind of a more more of an all-hands-on-deck feeling about the opposition to this proposal than maybe some prior years? Yeah, and I think there's a couple parts of that. You know, one, um, you know, he's, he's talking about the, the complete end of the industry by the kind of money that he's taking. Um, so there's that urgency that's ongoing. But the the other issue is people came to Pennsylvania and made investments over the past two and a half years based on a promise. And so there's, I guess there's more of an outrage that, you know, you make this commitment to the industry and then two and a half years, you, you turn your back and, and go the other way. You know, we have people who've come to Pennsylvania and, you know, we have one standard bread, um, training facility up in uh, Wyoming County here, they, they just invested $5 million to up their training facility in the past couple of years. So there's that kind of, you know, yeah, I guess sense of betrayal, I guess, it's fueling some of that. But mm-hmm. It's also the, the scale of what he's proposing to take, too. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's one thing if he's going to take a quarter of the fund. It's another altogether if he's taking all of it. Uh, that makes sense. So, Pete, uh, what are kind of the mile markers from here until we actually know if this proposal, if you guys have won and defeated this proposal or uh, some other outcome? Well, we went through the appropriations kind of hearing process, and you know now the legislature's out for you know a couple weeks. So we'll be back in early May, we'll probably get a better sense of where things are then, I guess. But by and large, every legislature, every legislator that's come out and spoken about this raid has been in opposition. I haven't seen any legislator say this is a good idea. So you, know, you have a couple hundred members of the legislature and nobody's saying this is good except for the governor and his you know, administration. So I don't know if this really has a lot of legs, and, but we do got to keep up the pressure. All right. That seems like a good place to end it. Pete Peterson, thanks for joining us here on Off to the Races. And and good luck as you guys uh, continue to fight this proposal. Maybe we'll circle back and visit with you a little bit farther down the road. I'd love to. Thanks for having me. All right. Our pleasure. That was Pete Peterson, Executive Director of the Pennsylvania Equine Coalition, fighting a proposal that would 
pretty much destroy the funding the uh, racing industry receives from the state. We are up against a break here on Off to the Races. Still got Derby Bill Nick Hahn down the road a piece. But after the break, going to bring in Irish-born Maryland-based trainer Jeremiah O'Dwyer to join us and talk about his runner on the Triple Crown Trail. You're listening to Off to the Races Radio. We're coming right back. Atlanta Braves baseball has a new home. Hard hit ball in deep right field. Heads up in the chop house. Gone. Atlanta Braves baseball is coming. The season opens March 26th in Arizona on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Femi and Joey come from very different places, but they both love wine. Femi is a sommelier. Hey, how's it going? And Joey is a grape farmer. Hey, good. How's it going with you? So he sent them on a trip to the vineyards in the mountains in Virginia to see if two strangers could bond over something they both love. So did it work? You decide. Cheers, my friend. Cheers, my man. There's nothing that brings people together quite like enjoying wine and great food. Discover nearly 300 wineries at Virginia.org. Eat and drink what you love in Virginia. Virginia is for lovers. Furnished by Virginia Tourism Corporation. Do you own a business or help make the marketing decisions where you work? Then why not advertise with Richmond's number one sports station? Market your company during one of our exclusive play-by-play broadcasts or local sports talk shows. We're live and local every weekday morning and afternoon with five hours of commentary, insight, and your opinions. Produced right here in our West End studios. To learn more about these sponsorship opportunities, call 804-672-9299. Be part of the winning team. Begin advertising today with ESPN Richmond. Lux Chevrolet has been the Chevy truck expert since 1916, and they've got something for everyone. There's economical SUVs like Trax and Equinox, people haulers like Traverse, Tahoe, and Suburban, and pickups like the mid-sized Colorado to the one-ton Silverado. Let Luck find the right fit for your job or lifestyle. Call them at 804-798-9261. Shop online at LuxChevrolet.com or stop by their convenient lot on U.S. Route 1 in Ashland and buy your next truck from Luck. Lux Chevrolet since 1916. Don't be fooled, Richmond, because this town is still Braves country. It's to Freddie. Smashed high in the air, deep right field, out to the chop house, and it's gone. The two-time National League East defending champions are coming to a new home. Out towards right center, here comes Acuna. He lays out. Did he reel it in? You bet he reeled it in. We're now your home of the Braves. The season opens March 26th in Arizona. The Braves are back on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. You have to be up in five hours, two hours, six minutes. And when you hear, you realize that you haven't slept a wink. That's why there's ZQuil Pure Z's, a drug-free blend of botanicals with an optimal dose of melatonin so you can fall asleep naturally with no next-day grogginess. It's available in both liquid and gummies, tastes great, and is non-habit-forming. Pick up ZQuil Pure Z's from the sleep experts at Vicks ZQuil. ZQuil Pure Z's, naturally superior sleep. Available at retailers near you. It's time for some straight talk. Some choices don't require a brain, like getting the new iPhone 11 with the ultra-wide camera. Do you want an expensive plan with a contract or an affordable plan with no contract? Like I said, a no-brainer. Why pay more for the same network? Switch to Straight Talk Wireless and get a plan that's up to half the cost of big carriers, all on America's largest and most dependable 4G LTE networks. Straight Talk Wireless, only at Walmart. Savings may vary. See straighttalk.com. Some secrets aren't meant to be kept. If you feel someone you know is at risk of suicide, don't keep it a secret. Listen to them, let them talk, and let them know you care and are concerned. Suicide is preventable. Learn how to take action and save a life. 
suicide. Recognize it. Talk about it. Act on it. Learn more at recognizetalkact.org. A message from the Virginia Department of Health. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at ESPN Richmond. Keeping you up to date 24-7. We're 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Welcome back, everybody. Off to the races radio. Interesting segment just previously with Pete Peterson, the Pennsylvania Equine Coalition. Going to shift our attention to the racetrack now. Bring in Irish-born Maryland-based trainer Jeremiah O'Dwyer. Had kind of a breakthrough year in 2019, headlined by his first graded stakes winner. That was Shotsky. That's a horse we're going to be talking about in a minute. Jerry, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having us on, Frank. I uh, appreciate you making a little bit of time. I know Saturday morning's a busy time in a trainer's life, so we appreciate your fitting us in here. Let's, uh, Jerry, let's talk about Shotsky here uh, for a couple of minutes. He won the Remsen last year. Since then, he was second, and then most recently, he was fourth in kind of a head-bobbing situation for second in the Fountain of Youth. Talk about, let's talk about first, assess his performance since he uh, won the Remsen. Uh, he's just continued to develop and get a lot stronger and more mature mentally and physically uh, since the Remsen. Um, you know, which all these uh, two-year-olds, newly turned three-year-olds need to do if they're going to be competing at the highest level. Uh, they have to take a step forward from their two-year-old career to their three-year-old career and uh confident in that he that he has done and I think with two solid runs and in, in graded stakes races that uh, he proved that he has now in the uh, in the I guess it was the withers he made the lead late and then kind of emptied out and uh last time you you didn't have quite the trip you wanted in the fountain of youth last weekend uh, no look not ideal trip but I mean you're you're going to encounter that in horse racing I mean he was drawn out there wide um just inside the winner and uh, the winner was just so much quicker away from the gate and, and got out and got across and we were just a little tardy away from the gate and happened to get hung wide uh, all the way and uh, <laughs> he kept uh, Johnny had to keep busy on him just to you know to kind of stop not to lose ground on him he had to keep you know after him to keep him up there in contention uh, makes it think difficult <laughs> Yeah, I know, for sure. Now, I'm curious, how do you, as a trainer, I mean, Ete Indian wins that race by eight lengths, you know, kind of has it his own way, so you, you got to maybe discount that a little bit. But how do you assess your horse versus a horse that just beat him by eight lengths, given trip issues and stuff? How, how are you making that sort of comparison? Um, it's, you know, I'm, like, I just assess him how he's come out of the race, you know, how he's feeling. I mean, like, Etta Damien is a very good horse. I, I don't think even with a better trip would have beat him on that day. Um, you know, he got a lot of things his own way out in front, the lead, and, uh, you know, we had to contend with a rough trip. But even if we got a smooth trip on that day, I don't think we'd have beat him. But it's, you know, it's horse racing. On the next day, if you get into another 12-horse field, that we get a good post, and, uh, you know, he doesn't, Etta Damien doesn't break as good as he did. Uh, you know, we we could beat him. You know, we could turn the tables on him. But I mean, look, it is horse racing. They all have to show up in good health every day, and and, and sometimes they don't. Sometimes they have an off day, like ourselves. So, um, 
you know, and like obviously, you know, he is a uh, he's a better horse on the day at the Indian, and um, you know, I'd like to take him on again sometime a little bit further down the road. Talking with Jerry O'Dwyer, trainer of Shotsky, and Jerry, I understand you're you're looking at the UAE Derby for your next uh, uh, next spot for for Shotsky. Um, talk about that thought process. How does the UAE Derby become the one on your radar screen? Well, we we talked about this um, before going down to Goldstream. That um, if you kind of ran a race like he did, you know, was beaten like seven or eight lengths that we'd go to the UAE Derby um, because if you go back to the Florida Derby there's going to be like probably at the Indian back end there and, and plenty of other good horses maybe tis the law and mm-hmm. um, I just you know we're, we're trying to play make the smart move and, and go for uh, what could end up being an easier spot uh, with uh, a very rich purse attached to it and a whole bunch of Kentucky Derby points. Are, are you... Um, so it sounds like to me you feel like your horse, you know, as you said, the Florida Derby is probably going to have the Tiger. It's going to have Ete Indian, probably going to have Tis the Law. I didn't, I believe Independence Hall may be pointing towards that. I mean, it's going to have some rough customers. It sounds like you're feeling like you know, maybe in a couple, three starts, your horse is in a better spot to contend with those than maybe he would be in his next start. Is that fair? And that is our thought process, yeah. We're always trying to give, you know, pick the easiest spot for the horse to, you know, take a step forward, build confidence, and and he's going to continue to mature and get stronger throughout the year. I don't feel he's the finished article, so to speak, just yet. So, are you concerned at all? I mean, I, some horses go to Dubai, and then it, it's you know, and then when they come back to the U.S., it, they're kind of knocked out. It takes them a little bit, a, a little while to kind of get their feet back under them again. Is that is that a thing that concerns you at all with this horse, or or do you have reasons that you feel like this shouldn't be an issue? And look, it's always you know, it's always a little concern, but I mean, we're 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 trying to do uh, what's best for the horse and, and the owner to capitalize on their investment as best we can. I mean, we're going to go to the UE Derby. He, sh- he normally ships very good and he's got a great mind on, his, on him. So I think he'll ship out there no problem. Like I said, we'll just have to assess when he comes back if we feel it's taken much out of him or not. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, look, we're one step at a time with this horse. Our next target is UAE Derby. We're going to get him there in as good a health and condition as we can. And then uh, we see how he comes out of that race and then plan our next move. Talking with trainer Jerry O'Dwyer about Shotsky. And Jerry, I, the story of how you, let's wait, you didn't pay the kind of money for this horse that you'd typically expect to end up with a horse on the Derby Trail. Tell us a little bit about how you came to, to pick Shotsky up. Mm, well, I, I had to spend a little bit more than what's printed on, on online when he was bought as a yearling for 25000 I didn't buy him then. I uh, ended up buying him off the farm from uh, King's Equine. He was scheduled to go to the April OBS two-year-old in training sale. And I was down there for the March OBS sale. And uh, a friend of mine, Bloodstock Agent Row Brocklebank, suggested I go to King's Equine uh, to look at a few horses that they had there that were going to the next sale. And uh, he happened to be one of them and uh, kind of just fell in love with him there on the spot and uh, made an offer for him and 
we got a deal done and uh, you know we, we got him back up I brought him straight back up to Keeneland I believe and then uh, he was just a big immature raw horse and uh, he started we were training away good and then he got a touch of sore shin so we just backed off him completely and uh, gave him a chance to grow up and our patience and everything has paid off in spades yeah, it certainly has so far. What is it, when, when you saw him, you said you fell in love with him. Was there something in particular about him that made you say, this is, this is a special horse here? Uh, just the way he got over, i just seen him gallop, you know, and I saw him mm-hmm. gallop over the track, and he kind of impressed me with his way of going, and uh, then when you see him standing up on the end of a shank, you know, he's a, he really fills the eye, had a great presence about him. That's what it was. Talking with trainer Jerry O'Dwyer. Jerry, let's talk about your barn for a minute. Really, kind of a breakthrough year in 2019. Not just the, uh, not just the the graded stakes win from Shotsky, but your first million dollar year in, in purse earnings. The most wins you've ever had in a year. You had a couple other stakes winners. Really, a big year. You, you kind of have to be happy with the way things have come together for your stable over the last couple of years. Oh, yeah, delighted. You know, we've got a great team of staff and some very nice horses. And, I mean, we all work very hard together and uh, try work as a team to get the best out of every horse we get. And we're very grateful and thankful to all owners who support us and send us horses. Um, So, I mean, look, last year was a a great year and we're just hoping that we can build on that again this year. And uh, I think we can. You know, we've got some very nice horses and... Hopefully we'll get a lot more nice ones as, uh, from the two-year-old sales and other owners are going to send us in horses. So um, we're, we're looking forward to 2020. This is kind of actually an interesting moment in Maryland racing as I'm thinking about it. I mean, there's there's you, there's Lacey Gaudette, there's Brittany Russell. Like There, there are a number of young trainers who are enjoying good success right now who are getting some pretty nice horses in the barns. I, I, I guess I'm wondering. I, I'm, I'm guessing there aren't a lot of places where there's this sort of volume of good young trainers sort of up and coming right at this moment. Is this something that you guys are aware of at all? Is it, is it something you think about, or does it matter, or are you, or are you just focused on sort of your business? Uh, we're we're kind of. I guess I didn't uh, think about it that much. I mean, we all uh, we're all very good comrades. We all support each other very well, and like to see each other doing well between Lacey and, and Brittany. Um, you know, but Maryland is a good place to give young people a chance, it seems to be. I mean, there's, there. I, I think over the next few years, you're going to see a lot of good young trainers come through here, especially when they're after seeing the success like the Lacey had and Brittany had and myself has had. I think more people are going to give it a go and I think the competition is going to get a lot uh, harder here in Maryland. Uh, with like good horsemen like there's a great uh, older generation of horsemen up here and uh, it kind of helps sharpen you up and know that you have to be on your toes you can't be just rocking in here thinking you're just going to do good because you're a new kid on the block I mean you got to work hard at it and uh, you know there's great trainers and great horsemen here so uh, it's a great place to learn and, and feed off those older lads and see what they're doing right and just try you know, mimic those and uh, bring your own little bit to the table as well. All right, we're going to let you go. A trainer who's doing a lot of things right now, uh, right, right now, and is going to be sending Shotsky to the UAE Derby with bigger prizes on the horizon. Jerry O'Dwyer, good luck with Shotsky and the rest of your barn, and we'll hope to talk with you soon. Great. Thanks a million, Frank. Have a good one.
All right, sir, you too. That was trainer Jerry O'Dwyer talking about his Derby Trail hopeful Shotsky and other items with his barn. Interesting stuff there. We are up against our final break here on Off to the Races, but don't go anywhere because we still got Derby Bill and Nick Hahn to come do some handicapping. So still a lot of good stuff here. You're listening to Off to the Races Radio, and we'll be back in a moment. Every Thursday afternoon at 5.15, Hermitage Automation and Controls presents the Roth Report with Bill Roth. Each week, the 11-time sportscaster of the year joins Hardly Working with Greg Burton. Listen exclusively on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Do you own a business or help make the marketing decisions where you work? Then why not advertise with Richmond's number one sports station? Market your company during one of our exclusive play-by-play broadcasts or local sports talk shows. We're live and local every weekday morning and afternoon with five Five hours of commentary, insight, and your opinions. Produced right here in our West End studios. To learn more about these sponsorship opportunities, call 804-672-9299. Be part of the winning team. Begin advertising today with ESPN Richmond. It's names you remember. Cox, Chipper, Glavin, and Maddox. Their success helped build a winning tradition in Atlanta. But now, it's Acuna, Freeman, and Hamels donning the tomahawk across the front of their uniform as they embark on a third consecutive division title. This is your new home of the Atlanta Braves. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. If you look around your neighborhood this spring, you'll notice something happening. The lawns are greener, thicker, healthier, and, well, just more beautiful. And that's thanks to the local expertise of Virginia Green Lawn Care. With over 100 licensed, certified technicians and one dog. At Virginia Green, we respect the lawn. With programs backed by science and over 15 years of experience. Get your free estimate now at virginiagreen.com. And soon your yard will be Virginia Green and your neighbors even greener with envy. You're in charge of hiring and Indeed has solutions. Like online skills tests, which let a candidate show that they're the right hire. And we'll give you this barbershop quartet who'll sing the name of the perfect hire. Vince Lundy. Vince Lundy. Vince Lundy. Vince Lundy. Okay, there's no quartet. But skills tests, that's a for sure. See why independent research by Silk Road shows Indeed delivers three times more hires than any other job site. Visit Indeed.com slash promo today and get a free sponsored job upgrade on your first posting. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Twice a year, something extraordinary happens. You get access to exclusive Dell employee savings. Dell semi-annual sale is here and uncompromising designs are now yours for less. Save an extra 17% on Dell and Alienware computers with Intel Core processors. It's time for you to upgrade to new, modern devices with Windows 10. Save on a wide selection of top brands and electronics and accessories, plus free shipping on everything. Call 800 by dell or visit dell.com slash semi-annual sale. That's 800 by dell There's a new team playing in RVA. 1-2 cranked high and deep to right field. Hit with tremendous force and way out of here. The Atlanta Braves are coming to ESPN Richmond. That ball crushed by Marquecas. That ball is gone into the basket. Atlanta Braves baseball is coming. The season opens March 26th in Arizona. Listen to Braves baseball this season on your home of the Braves. How do you like me now? 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Before things get mad, the courts get wild. Open look, the lead, and it's good. Money! 
It's conference tournament time. It's in! It's in! Every team is gunning for their conference crown because that punches your ticket to the madness. Fires from three. Oh, it! Get the latest news and analysis from all the conference action. And he throws it down hard. And there it is. On 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Hey, this is Jim Powell. Listen to the two-time defending National League East champion Atlanta Braves right here all season long. Richmond's 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Welcome back, everybody, off to the races radio final segment, talking thoroughbred racing and breeding from here, there, and everywhere. And we begin our final segment of this Saturday with the following. How is the month-long celebration of Derby Bill Watson going? Happy 60th, Bill. Yes, sir. It's nice to have a couple extra coins in my pocket. Thanks. Thanks to uh, family and friends who uh, owed me for not betting on the under, on for betting on the under sixty years old. <laughs> Didn't realize there was an over under pool on what age you would reach, but we're all happy that uh, happy to have the over on uh, on sixty. It's always good to move on. Great to be in Tampa today. If I could have celebrated my birthday somewhere, I would have chose Tampa Bay Derby. Been there a couple times. Uh, this really kicks off the bigger point for the Kentucky Derby race. You can bet the Kentucky Derby this weekend. You can bet the Tampa Bay Derby. You can bet the Gotham. You can bet San Felipe. Just a big Saturday. It is a big Saturday. And uh, Nick Hahn, let's let's actually take a quick look back for a moment. Uh, give me your assessment of Ete Indian's performance and the Fountain of Youth overall. Just kind of a freakish thing where he gets loose on the lead and you're not expecting to see that again? Or is this a really good horse getting really good at the right moment? Well, he may have peaked a little bit too soon. We've seen that before on the Kentucky Derby Trail, but... You know, we, we saw Mr. Monomoy scratch during the week. So, in the past, the Kentucky Derby standings, the point total is covered around 40. And so, right now, we only have uh, two horses that are basically above that mark. So it gives you to where we are in the Derby field. It's, it's in, in, uh, in modernist has 50. Everybody else is below 40. A lot of that is going to be solved today with the big three uh, races across the country. It's, I mean, it, 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 it's inside too much, you know, for the Kentucky Derby, and there are a lot of points still out there. It's going to be very exciting. And that's I think, leading in the uh, future pool, which is today. You can bet on the Kentucky Derby today uh, through the pool three of the Kentucky Derby and the Oaks for that point, uh, the Oaks and the Oaks Derby doubles. So, yeah, that what a performance, though. That was impressive. Bill, let's uh, let's turn our attention to the Tampa Derby. <laughs> Excuse me. Tamp- <clears throat> Try that one more time. Tampa Bay Derby, grade two mile, 16th, 400,000 on the line, plus a whole bunch of Derby points. Chance it, the morning line favorite. Uh, I'm, I'm lying to you. Sole Volante is the morning line favorite. That's Pat Bean Cohen horse, stable mate of Ete Indian. Chance it, he's two to one on the morning line. Chance it, who's won four out of six for Safi Joseph Jr., is five to two. What say you about the Tampa Bay Derby? Well, I think it's a 
Yeah, been there several times. The Todd Pletcher Fest, I call it. Todd Pletcher's won about five Tampa Bay Derbies, and he's got three big ones in here with Texas Swing uh, and Market Analyst, and then he's got Unrighteous. All three pretty well. Uh, fill up the wallet if any of them win. They're big long shots here. So and I don't think they're up to the uh, caliber of chance that uh, he's just battle-tested. Um, he dodged post-12 in the pound of youth, so you can't blame him for dropping out of pound youth from post-12. It would have never won there, probably. He fits real nicely with Sol Valente here. Uh, yeah. But uh, Sol Valente won his first two on turf, and I hope he switches back to turf if he loses today and uh, heads for the big money in the turf industry later in the row. Later, it doesn't get dirty fever. Market Analyst is the other one, uh, the pleasure one I like. He's uh, son of Hunter Code, a uh, big win at seven furlongs, but horses are stretching out this Saturday. It's Derby fever. It is Derby fever. Nick, what's your take on the Tampa Bay Derby? I thought Derby fever was what Bill had the day after at his birthday. Uh, <laughs> you know, the Tampa Bay Derby, it, it, I mean, it's, I used to think like, Bay Downs like I thought of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, just didn't really produce a whole lot, sort of a lower-tier track, and now Tampa Bay puts on this excellent card every year, and they're so prominent in the uh, Triple Crown. 50 points uh, on the line, so the winner is going to have a spot in the starting gate. Um, I like a little bit of price here. I don't really like Chancet a lot. I don't like Solid Valente. Uh, too much here, uh, even though he won the, the Sammy Davis at two to one. I I see a lot of value. I like Texas Swing, this horse by Curlins. Like my Curlins, but uh, seems to to run well in a in a maiden breaking score. I like uh, Bye Bye Melvin a little bit. Twenty one. This is a horse that raced at Laurel. Uh, Graham Motion is going to take him off the turf. Uh, off the two wins. You know, usually when motion does that, he sees a little bit more in a horse. So, um, kind of an interesting angle there, 20 to 1. I do like Derby Bill's angle on market uh, analysis, too, by honor code. Uh, it'd be interesting to see the horse has been working well and it's uh, making the second start. So, I'm looking for value all over the place here again. All right. Let's um, turn our attention here to. Uh the big a aqueduct we've got the uh, grade three gotham uh also on the derby trail one mile that's a one turn race at the big a big field of 11 favorite kind of a tepid morning line favorite is uh mischievous alex mischievous misspelled in the name because the uh guy who named him didn't use a spell check that Apparently is a true story. Trained by John Service, won the Grade Three Swale, going seven eighths by seven lengths last time. Also won the Parks Juvenile, um, and has not done a lot wrong. So, uh, Nick, let's start with you. Where, is it mischievous, Alex, or where are you looking in the Gotham? Well, it, it, I think isn't that true with American Pharaoh as well? Uh, it worked well for him having his name misspelled. At, at uh, maybe that's it. That's the new golden angle. Is the misspelling name? Um, yeah, I think this horse, horse is is worthy. Um, you know, winning well impressively, going to go an extra furlong here. That's not that much farther. Uh, just you know, this 
might be his star-making race. Another 50 points here, of course. We have the Virginia bred in the race, uh, bred by uh, the Islands up in Northern Virginia, attachment rate. And I think this horse has a chance uh, coming off the slop 9-2 to in the morning line in this 11-horse field. Um, but I, I'm going to go with Montauk traffic. Um, this is uh, coming out of Aqueduct. Uh, one is last two starts here. I don't I like the gray horse here, but not because he's gray. I often talk about how the I'm not very superstitious, so uh, I always say the gray horse will get you every time, and hopefully the gray horse doesn't get me here. But I like him for other reasons for training Linda Rice here. So I'm going to go with Montauk Traffic up top. Give a shout out to the Laurel Park uh, chart makers. Montauk Traffic debuted at Laurel, got left at the gate, was 57 lanes behind. After a half mile, ended up 48 lanes behind. But notably, the chart says, dwell, solid gallop out. The horse was actually flying at the end of that race and threw the gallop out, then came back to win at Aqueduct next start, then win the Jimmy Winkfield. Big step up here in class, but this is a horse with all kinds of talent. So definitely, I think Montauk Traffic, one to keep an eye on. Bill, where are you uh, looking in the Gotham? Yes, first off, I passed Derby Fever protocol, and I'm not in quarantine with this pick. This pick is 12 to 1. Hector Island, the son of hard, hard spun, a nickel like that one, Mr. Greedy, Sagamore Farm at 12 to 1. Manny Franco up in the Gotham to pull a Batman like upset over the Chigis. Machibius. See, I can't even spell it or say it. Machibius <laughs> Alex, who won the swale up there, so you know that's why he'll be the favorite. And Warstopper's another one in the trifecta box I'll play here. He's won at the distance uh, a couple months ago up at the Big A. Uh, the Big A's a different world, but I'm uh, yeah, I'm using Nectar Island, big long shot. Love it. The five horse Necron, 12 to one. If Derby Bill's triple comes in here, drinks are definitely on him next weekend. So that's good news. Derby Bill, uh, quickly, let's talk San Felipe. Excuse me. The San Felipe at Santa Anita. Is it the Baffert horse or the other Baffert horse? No coughing on off to the races, please. I know. We can't, we, we can't handle that this time of year. San Felipe, grade two, uh, Baffert, Baffert, Baffert. Authentic. He has a thousand words in here. Uh, the only one that can compete with him probably is Nick's for Storm the Court. Uh, March Madness, Nick has on the Breeders' Cup juvenile winner, Storm the Court. But I really, uh, you know, I like honor AP. Just a class, class, class. You know the uh, AP uh, back on there and uh, the one in the Derby uh, charts here. He won his first trips at two at two uh, turns. So I'm going for an upset here with Honor AP and over the two Baffert horses, which is highly unusual for me. I like the white-haired wonder. Honor AP four to one for trainer John Sheriffs. The two Baffert horses are authentic and thousand words. They're six to five and nine to five respectively. Uh, what about you, Nick? What are you looking at here in the San Felipe? Well, Bill knows I'm loyal to Storm the Court. He was the only horse that I had Breeders' Cup weekend that actually found the winner's circle uh, through that long stretch of races. So I'm certainly going to stay with him here. 
kind of like the stretch out a little bit. Uh, you know, going from the seven furlongs, San Vicente seemed to be moving best at the end, uh, brings his best late, and the extra distance here certainly is what he saw before in the juvenile. So, look for a little bit of a bounce here, five to one. I love, you know, the being a May Colt is just going to kind of matter less and less. You know, maybe this horse is coming on at the right hand, right time. So, can you imagine that in a seven-horse field where Baffert is dominant? Derby Bill and I are off of Baffert in California. At that, I mean, that's that that's, doesn't happen. Oh. It's unimaginable that there's two short-priced Bafferts and both of you guys looking elsewhere but i i certainly give you credit for for that we're gonna have to call a halt to this conversation we are at our last minute so derby bill nick Hahn, want to say thanks to both of you guys and good luck today want to also thank our other guests on today's program daryl wood jerry o'dwyer uh pete peterson thanks to matt josephs our minder behind the glass plays the music keeps trains running on time thanks matt uh thanks of course to our listeners that prevent us from just being an echo chamber here on off to the races you can keep up with racing all week long on the racingbiz.com tune in next week at this very time 10 a.m to hear the independent voice from mid-atlantic racing and breeding my name is frank vespi this has been off to the races radio have a great week everyone